0: Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
1: All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA podcast. My name is Keith. I'm here as always with my buddies Chuck and John. Gentlemen. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in Nashville, Tennessee again. Winter is coming, perhaps? It actually was already here in autumn. You guys are nodding along. It goes it goes it and it comes. comes.
2: I can't really All I know is it makes me horribly ill.
1: Just it, the, the, it won't decide. It won't decide.
3: You know what my least favorite thing is about uh, the winter? People talking about the weather. True. Uh, How
2: about this heat?
3: Oh my gosh, just stop. I had had to walk um, around
2: in the summertime singing, how about this heat?
3: (laughs) When I had, uh, I lived in New York and my next door neighbor, that was his move. Uh So like, if I would see him out of the window gardening or something when I walked out, I made sure to check the Weather Channel app. So
2: I had something to talk to him about. See, I'm lucky. One of my neighbors is obsessed with sports, so we have that common ground to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only seen his wife twice, maybe three times. Thrice. And then the other neighbor, Pillhead. Although it never beats uh neighbor before the sports neighbor moved in. Just a dead lady. <laughs> How long <laughs> so was I, she dead there? I, oh, Who even knows? Long enough to smell, brother. Yeah. But... but um, yeah, so like pill head, dead lady combo, unstoppable. Did whatever I wanted to at all hours.
3: It's a party machine.
1: That's fantastic. We're getting yeah, ahead we of ourselves. So uh, Chuck and John are very excited. I didn't give them a personalized greeting to Chuck. What would you have for breakfast, first of what all? What did
3: I have? Uh, this is Chuck Anderson. I had a wonderful... Um, I'm- this season, you'll probably see a pattern because close to my house, a Sonic was installed.
1: Right, right. Um, the Faithful I'm, listeners have have walking tracked that information. Oh, walking distance, no,
2: because then you can do the whole thing like where you feel like you're walking it mm-hmm. off. Yeah, but, but you're not walking. You're not mm-hmm. walking do you remember it off. that
1: time John by- asked if you stole soda from Sonic by uh, asking for a water cup? Yeah, I outed myself. You <laughs> did.
3: He showed your showed your <laughs> showed your ignorance of the way the Upper way it class works. ways affect <laughs> liberal ways. Very um, bougie. Very bougie. Um, yeah, the I took the walk with the dog this morning. and Say, hey, I'm gonna go get some food. Walk there, got me a ultimate ultimate breakfast burrito, bro.
2: Was it called an ultimate ultimate?
3: Yes, no, it damn wasn't. it. it Wait, did you did you, did you
1: use your sonic hack? The one where you you order down and then add the you sauce know, and then the
3: that's the that's the home Sonic. I can't do that. I'll do it on the road.
1: Oh, cause you oh, get wrapped. You yeah, yeah, yeah. get wrapped. I want to be the guy. And and you, don't, you don't you don't want to you know where you eat. And then mm-hmm. Brand, yeah. then brandy won't roller skate
2: up with such a sweet smile anymore.
3: Those girls love me there. That bring my dog there, and my kid there, and they think I'm the best. So it makes me feel good when they How smile. How Little they know. That's no.
1: right. You get a, you get to show show yourself off as the uh, yeah
3: the nice guy. And then uh, if they picture ever, of perfect fatherhood. If they ever were interested in me, i would destroy them.
1: John, what did you have for breakfast this
2: fine day, Chuck? While I go over my breakfast, will you kindly sta- open and stab my beer? Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to bring to light that Chuck stabs beers now. It's for flow. I've had three stabbed beers. I wouldn't drink a beer that made me gassy, so
3: I like having my airflow be well, less restricted.
1: Well, one of one of the main cores or somebody didn't they have Miller did for Miller, a while. Miller did yeah. had the, where you pop open the they side. Had a
2: I have like a lot of things very gimmicky. I have a lot of things that are works effeminate about myself, but probably the most feminine thing was I could not open one of those holes on a Miller Lite. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) everyone around me. They're like, you know, hanging around uh, opening bottles with lighters and just taking their keys and popping the top of the Miller light. And I can't do either of those that's things. The, yeah.
1: yeah. That's nothing, nothing makes me for, feel less manly than one, not being able to open a bottled beer yeah, with without lighter. a bottle opener. Yeah. Or uh, not being able to put the straw in my Capri Sun.
2: I know people. Oh, I, I feel you. A lot of shame. I know people who can open bottled beers with their eye sockets, and I cannot. I have to have... I, I can't Are there even, eyeballs involved, or is this like a... Uh, yeah, they just, like, squeeze
1: their eyes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. And I do, I do need to say, uh, John mentioned his effeminate... Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to combat it. I would like to, again, to bring our listeners up to speed on appearances. Oh, wow. Beard so watch. John, beard well, watch. So, a couple things. John actually is growing a beard. He he, he doesn't strike you as a guy who could grow a beard, Baby, even. Baby's first beard. Yeah, so he, he's kind of baby-faced, smooth skin. That's has, a that's a compliment. He has eight chest hairs. But he has been working he has been working on this beard and it came to life. It is. I believe it, it had its it might have had its bar mitzvah this week because it is now a man.
3: It is a man. Uh it's you've gone past the point of uncomfortable itchiness. Oh, no, I haven't. It's still there? Oh, okay. no. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a little longer for this guy. Right. All
3: that is, is is the femininity leaving your body. Every right. time you're itchy, good. just go on becoming Very more good. of a man.
1: And I, and I also want to, again, to people who don't know John, his his dress style, we've mentioned it before, He when he goes out at night... He, World of extremes. Right. He never leaves the house without a collared button-up, normally some kind of suit, a lot of retro... Am I, am I describing? I got, I it got brooches. Accurately. Some, wide some wild lapels, some jewelry. Mm-hmm. But normally during the day, he wears a uh, grizzlies shooting shirts grizzlies and gear basketball <laughs> and, pants and sweatpants. <laughs> or like yeah, he's like the Rick Carlisle in a track suit yeah. going to dinner. So that's his daytime wear. And so I will let you know in this afternoon recording, he has not come in his normal podcast gear, which is a grizzly shooting shirt. He is wearing evening wear. Uh he's a it's kind of four buttons deep, four buttons open. Yeah. Have a large pendulum. I believe that's from the never ending story for regalia, gauntlet hanging Atreyu. on his chest. Atreyu.
2: Atreyu. <laughs>
1: Say my name. <laughs> say. I'm a wish
2: dragon.
3: This say. is this is the best way to surmise John Burr's appearance. People walk down the street and assume he's an Elvis impersonator. That's happened. Just assume it in Memphis. People that happened assume in
2: Elvis uh, in, in, Memphis, in, in Memphis in Elvis right, country in mm-hmm. Elvis
3: country. They say, "Hey, uh,
1: why don't you do some hunka hunka burn love?"
2: Uh, but for <laughs> breakfast, I had pedialyte.
1: Mm. Ah, hydrating and getting all because well, pedialyte is expanding into. Just not just for children.
2: Oh, well, this was for kids. But this I is in for kids. Aisle. I've been a little bronchial. People who listen in to our, lay, our last rabble probably heard me coming down with something. Right. <laughs>
3: if anyone doesn't know what Rabble is, we did uh, this past week, a couple, uh, in the past 10 days, a couple of live simulcasts on uh, the NBA games that we saw. We saw Grizz. We watched the worst ones. The worst two.
1: We saw the Grizz Sixers, and, and we did, Lakers. And did the Lakers Warriors yeah. Warriors. Tying, setting the record for we're, most We're into history. Yeah. So if you
3: guys want to um, check those out when we do them, just go ahead and uh, follow us on those internet things that you follow us on. And right. uh, it's a lot of fun, though. We hope to keep doing it.
1: Yep. For my breakfast, I had seasonally ye old boiled custard. God, oh, dude. Which I explained to you guys last year. Some, some, didn't either of you familiar with it? Still no, I was like, not. I meant to offer you you guys I, once I can get you some. I don't like to hear those words together. That's kind of weird, but uh it's in a in, along with my coffee, i had the cup of just pure sugar. It's nice. just just like sweet cream.
2: A Paris specialty.
1: It is a Paris specialty. So those were our breakfast. you are
2: irritatingly thin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is the uh it doesn't it doesn't stick. It's it's a <laughs> lack of health, really. Uh, Anyway, those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our opportunity to make right for what we might have gotten wrong in previous episodes. Is there anything anyone needs to make amends for?
2: I'd like to apologize for last week almost apologizing to Ricky Rubio, because I have caught a few Twolves games, and Ricky Rubio has looked horrific.
1: So you're apologizing for nearly apologizing? Correct.
2: I love it. And I mean, I'll accept. it. And it's not just been the shooting; like he's like messed up the team's chemistry when he's in there. And it's just, ugh. I mean, he's not scoring at all. But then he's only putting up, you know, in in, the, in his last game, only three assists. I mean, he just doesn't. He looks lost out there. I, I don't know but, if he's what they need at point guard right now.
1: I'm not sure what they need. Honestly, Andre Miller has looked good. He's been coming in and scoring. That means, but in the professor, he knows man. how to play. I wonder if some of it is on Sam Mitchell. Sam, Sam Mitchell's bad. Who is doing... Th- Have you seen the way he's jerking around Carl Anthony Towns' well, minutes? Yeah, it was known that Sam Mitchell is bad. <sighs> but it's just gotten weird with the the playing, the rotations. Right. The Carl Anthony Towns hasn't played a fourth quarter yeah, in very maybe, strange. maybe four or five games. It's
2: like he has that old veteran player mentality that he has to kind of strut around with. It's very, very,
1: very... It could very- be. And he's claimed that he's not going to wear out Carl Anthony Towns. I know this is not about Rubio. But it seems strange that you wouldn't... We're done with Rubio. ...that, that you wouldn't give him reps in close games. Like right. these, these are not blowout wins or losses. These are teachable moments. These are teachable moments. And it's like if he's saying this season is a throwaway, we're just preparing for the season, which is fine, but it's also weird because they're they're battling around 500. Yeah. Um, they're not eliminated by anything by any stretch. Right. It I is hate, strange to not give him those reps.
2: I hate to give uh, Sam Mitchell credit for anything, but perhaps Chuck was on to something at lunch prior to this podcast. We discussed collegiate players hitting that wall. Not playing as many games, right? So maybe he's so trying perhaps to that's what he's trying that. to like preemptively strike against. But yeah, uh, it's Sam. Get Mitchell, those, unlikely. Yeah, get
3: those young legs ready from for March and April, where all the old guys are going to be kind of messed up. And it if could you push them hard early in the year, you're going to get kind of a diminished return on them. So and we I
1: don't know. know what the long range plan is on that.
2: Quick question for you, Keith, since you might actually know this as a world world FIBA aficionado. Yes, Kristaps Porzingis, Arbinki. Mm-hmm. what? League did he come from? And will does I, that league? D- did it play a lot of games, or is he?
1: I don't actually know. Oh jeez. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I'm you Stunned, about. stupid. Fine. I assume he was a backup on some like Real Madrid or Barcelona or something. But I, I am, don't actually know I where, where, where he where, where he played last year. Chuck, can you find
2: it? We're can getting you on Consult now. the oracle. Keith, I the guess oracle. you better go next. Since yeah, Chuck's I'll I'll go ahead and do
1: my apology. Uh, we spent a lot of energy this season. I know I have, and I think as a podcast we have apologizing to the Hornets. Yeah. To, to the char- ye old Charlotte horncats mm-hmm. that's two yields this year, this uh, podcast already It's the holiday season right uh but I will now actually apologize to another person on the team, Kimball Walker who oh, had has, a great game he he's he, well he's been good he he also had a terrible game uh that's always, yep. a bit of a tip it, tipping our hand yeah, yeah. foreshadowing there the but he has been f- really good this season and, and a big part of why they are along with you know Steve Clifford, congratulations on your recent extension and they're shooting. He has been crucial to what they're doing, and um, I saw this uh, Arturo Galletti on Twitter, who uh, is a two big, names
2: I enjoy: Arturo and Galletti. Yeah,
1: a big numbers cruncher. He had a update for the MVP race based on expected uh, expected wins per right. you know, and his you know his first ones are obvious: the Steph Curry, the LeBron James, the Russell Westbrook, the Marcus Gasol coming in fourth, Kimball Walker. Wow! So that that shows that he is uh, he is. There are some numbers out there, some figures out there that are pointing out that this guy is helping the team win a lot. So that's an apology to Kimball Walker. Chuck, did you have the information on where Porzingis?
3: Porzingis played in the uh, Spanish league. Um,
1: yes, I, know, yeah. I got that right, sort of. So
3: uh, second best he league. Was, yeah, he was a uh, Sevilla. Player. Oh, okay. And that league's uh, about 34 games for the regular season.
1: Okay. And I so, assume he was barely playing. So, so damn it. So, maybe Porzingis <laughs> will hit the wall. Chuck, we're going to go see him in January and cry our eyes that'll out. That'd be perfect. Chuck, do you have an apology this week?
3: Uh, my apology goes to Jaleel Okafor. Um, when I saw that he was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers, I felt despair for them um, only because I thought they were going to just get this weak, kind of pansy Duke player.
1: One of those soft makes me. And there's just
3: something to me about guys from Duke that seem very, you know, country club kind of like gated community kids. That see,
2: that's where thinking, I feel you're thinking of Tar Heel players. Am I? Duke players come up under that Pollock general, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Shashevsky, <Krzyzewski, laughs> who played at Army as, as a Bobby Knight guy, and having gone to multiple Duke games and seen a Duke practice turns the air blue around him when he speaks, <laughs> is mean, curses like a sailor. It, Duke players are hardened criminals. <laughs> there is only one tough guy out of UNC, and that's the uh, venerable Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse.
3: Well, um, Psycho
2: T? Mike Mike Krzyzewski did have some very good words to
3: say about um, Okafor, but it, it fits in your kind the, of...
1: The suspended Jaleel. The
3: two games by the team suspended Jaleel Okafor for two fights. Um I think fight, he a game of fight. He fought. And he had of a
1: far, Fights also the speeding. A
3: speeding 108 miles an hour. He was caught with a fake ID. Fake ID. And uh, he also.
2: This is normal teenager. Shit.
3: Yeah. He also broke. Sorry. Keith. He also broke his parents. Um, Elvis Vaz when AC yeah. Slater and <laughs> and Zach Morris came over to dance. He broke curfew. Um, yeah. So they had a they had a real weird kind of. He's 19. He's going to have these mistakes. He's a millionaire. Um, when okay. I was
2: nineteen, I didn't know how to tip a waitress. I knew how to so tip a waitress so at so I nineteen. <laughs> I don't really, I don't
3: really, uh, I don't really
2: Sorry. feel bad for Julio.
3: Yeah, he's got a he's got a, a learning he's curve. Pressed. Well, the thing he's is, a tour. You when you're that age and you're walking around <clears throat> as a seven foot magnet for trouble, you know, because you're at the bar and you're rich and people know it and people don't like that. And
2: you play for the 76ers and you can't win.
3: And you're in Boston <clears throat> where people will just fight you for no reason. And never mind the fact that you're multimillionaire uh, hanging out I at their he,
2: bar. I wonder if he was in South Boston because then <laughs> that makes it way way worse. I doubt it because one of the
3: guys table. that they were fighting were on the ground, and I don't think any of those Southie boys would have
2: even
1: <laughs> even
3: could. a Jalil Okafor is probably not going to put him out.
1: I got. Do you guys think there's anything fishy about the Sixers waiting until they won <laughs> to, to suspend them? Waiting because like they they had this. We're we're in this midst of games where they were playing. Like it was on the schedule. Lakers, Knicks, Nuggets, right. you're like, they'll probably win one of those games. Mm-hmm. And so they got that first win against the Lakers next day. Oh, now yeah. we will suspend you. It's
2: time to pull this. Well, he's their second best player. So, I mean, I it, get it.
1: Yeah.
2: Where do we go? Covington? Who's their first? Oh, Covington. Covington by far. By far.
1: Uh, that actually brings us. Yeah, we have multiple segues
2: now. Yeah, yeah. That was a you, great segue. You can Tho- go anywhere.
1: Those were our apologies. Now for our steak and eggs best thing. And as we mentioned them, my best thing is the aforementioned. Bob Covington, Thieves Guild member, like a like a prologue Jean Valjean. <laughs> he just can't stop stealing. <laughs> he had 21 steals over a three game span, eight steals, seven steals, six steals. That is, as John said in a text, nearly impossible. <laughs> I don't <laughs> get it. He's like, how is that possible? Uh, we've, the only thing we've ever seen like it is Alvin Robertson had an unbelievable stretch, which is still it just defies logic. It's Where like he, a
2: six, seven cheeks. Yeah,
1: he had... He had <laughs> Alvin Robinson back in the day had six games of six steals or more in a row, which I don't... Wow. It's crazy. Uh, and also the NBA record, 10 steals in that. But so Robert Covington, with that stealing, he's the lone bright spot of this woeful Sixers team. He's also uh, been untrue. killing the third... Well, not maybe the lone. Yes, John?
2: My best of the week? Julie Locafor. Oh. They have hired... Have you ever seen a 1987 uh, John McTiernan classic called Predator?
1: That I have. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Do
2: you remember Billy? <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no man out there, Major. The uh, the uh, irascible and likable, uh, you know, magical Indian character, right? <laughs> uh, played by Sonny Landham, who also ran for governor. Uh, there were three, uh, make that four uh, guys in Predator who ran for governor, two of which won. That's right, a, insane. There's a little bit of trivia for you. But Sonny Landham on the set of Predator, which is filled with all those giants and warriors, such a madman that they that to hire him on the film, they had to hire a bodyguard for him, not to protect him, but to protect those around him from him. <laughs> the 76ers have gone with the same route. Mm-hmm. And have hired Jaleel Okafor a bodyguard. And if you've seen those fight videos, he does not need protection. No, he will chase you down and knock your face into a car. <laughs> good for him. Chuck and I were talking about what we would do if Jaleel Okafor ran ran ass with clenched fists. Chuck's enormous and was in the military. <laughs> I'm really good at talking my way out of situations. Both of us concurred, nope. just run like him.
1: Chuck that's, stabs his beer cans with a knife.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Chuck has a crucifix dangling in his car that has a knife in it. Guys, <laughs> that's I'm not it, that I, dangerous. That's
1: a Catholic thing, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's more of, a, uh, that's <laughs> it's, more of I mean, like it's still a Catholic friendly. It's, it's behind a DJ Jazzy Jeff, like <laughs> air freshening. Bobblehead. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's still kind of lovable.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. Chuck, do you have a steak and eggs this week?
2: Yeah, my best this week. Uh,
3: guys, Kobe Bryant put out one of the greatest poems in the history of NBA basketball. It's a tone poem. It's a tone poem. Um, It's like Sicario. He, you know, here's my thing. Last night, and if you're listening to this, um, the Lakers beat the Wizards last night to us, but, um, Basically, Kobe,
1: we're, li- we're living removed from space and time.
3: Yeah, space and time. So when the Lakers beat the Wizards, you saw, if anybody saw the game, it was Kobe at the end of the game, hit, you know, basically the last three shots that kept the Wizards from coming back and... and just completing a, a comeback. Just
1: imagine all the shots you've seen Kobe taking this season and missing. Three of them went in. Yes. Yeah.
3: So he didn't shoot too well. It was like eleven for twenty-four or something like that. And you know, four from twelve for three. And it's just it's everybody just had numbers. Yeah. Thirty-one points and the last shot that put the nail in the coffin of the Wizards that game. So in my head, this is when Kobe Bryant inevitably self-funds right. his own biopic. Right. Right.
2: He, all the all the moments from that game. It's all just
3: the- those last two shots. <laughs>
2: Being it's be, sunk
3: as he's reading the poem, right? Voiceover. Maybe I'll do it Rashomon it's style. It's gonna be the, it's gonna be the guys the give their interpretation NFL, of the events.
1: I was gonna say it's gonna be the NFL film style recap of the Tennessee Titans season. Yeah, that'll all be week one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Marcus Mariota threw five touchdown passes once. Yeah, right. and so, then was sacked seven billion times. So they won't
3: show the game in that biopic. Of is it biopic? Biopic?
1: Biopic, I believe is preferred. Biopic? I like biopic. I do too. I think it makes more sense.
3: So in that biopic, they're not going to show them (laughs) the day after him writing that letter or that poem. If it's about Kobe, it's
2: actually a colonic. (laughs) That's what it's actually called.
3: Yeah, it'll be great. Um, So yeah, Kobe was my my best. And ultimately, look, he is one of the best players I've seen in my life so far. Um, I hate him because he's good. I uh, hate him because... I hate him because he's bad and hard to watch. Now, at one point, he was a pleasure to watch as a person who hated
1: him. I always was- hated him for his sociopathic interviews and the way he looks at people without actually seeing them.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to remember, like, during his peak, he has a rival who, like, they met in the finals and stuff, and they said, you want to know how you beat the Lakers? Let Shaq have a big game, big first half? And Kobe will get jealous and shoot his shoot them out of it in the second half.
1: I don't know who that would be who actually beat him. I mean, like the Pistons and the
2: oh, it's a, it was Chauncey Billups. Chauncey yeah. Billups yeah. So said Chauncey that. Chauncey Billups yeah, said yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, he to me, he's the most flawed great player of them all. Like, for me, impossible to watch. I have a couple of friends who may be listening who he's their favorite player, and that's like the one thing about them I don't even understand. It's like, uh, What? <laughs> what? I just, I just think as an era goes,
3: the best, and, and he was arguably, you know, arguably the best player of the last 15 years, you know, if you don't pay attention to LeBron or Tim Duncan. Yeah, I will argue this with you. Yeah, (laughs) no, I'll argue it, too. (laughs) I I, 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 I mean, it's all arguable, but it's, the, the fact is, is he's, it's now a person from, you know, whatever, you get nostalgic.
1: Well, and guards... Guys creating their own difficult shots grab the attention more yeah, right. than like a Tim Duncan. And, no, it, yeah. and, and they grab just, they're, they're more interesting. I mean, yeah. to me, he's more interesting. Like the guard who's scoring 30 points a game, like like the McGrady's who flare up. And then you see like a year of Vince Carter where are like, is this guy the next whatever? And then, and Kobe owned that for so right. long. Yeah. And he was, and it's sheer athleticism. And on of those great teams where you knew Shaq was probably the main reason they're winning, Kobe was the guy you were scared of. Like When I am when I was pulling, again, I've, I guess I've always kind of rooted against the Lakers just for geographical reasons as much as anything not being around them, and they seem like the big, bad wolf of the NBA. And so it was when I'm pulling for the Suns or the Kings or the Trailblazers to upset them, it was Kobe who I was terrified of because it seemed right. like Kobe could always hit the shot that just broke you.
2: Which brings us to our cream of wheat worst of the week. Yes. Where mine is Kobe uh, <laughs> taking over that game. I have terrible news for 13-year-old altar boy Chuck Anderson and (laughs) 14-year-old youth group member Keith Parrish. That's proof of godlessness. (laughs) (laughs) Him, after what he's been doing, and I mean what he has been doing is, if if you're an NBA fan, a serious NBA fan, you've probably been swapping vines with your buddies of Kobe's nonsensical, horrible plays from the past week. Did you guys see the one where he gets the ball stolen from him the ball falls back into his hands, and he airballs a layup. Yeah. That is like performance
1: art. Well, the whole thing <laughs> is performance art, and it's it's hit a point where after like I think one minute ago, I gave the most gushing praise of Kobe that I've ever said in my whole life, mm-hmm. and probably will ever say it again. But now it, it's gotten to the point where that it's so uncomfortable for me. I find it it's strange to watch. He's like, I don't oh, know, yeah. like I feel like a Skip Bayless type statement of like he's ruining the game like like It's like watching... The Sixers game where everyone was honoring him, right. and he's just goofing off. He's airballing shots. He's shooting 10 feet behind the three-point line when that's oh, never... With 10, with ten seconds yeah, and that's never, on the shot clock. that's never been his game. And he's right. just jacking threes, and he's laughing and smiling, and every shot he misses, he's like, oh, man. And he's like, kind of l- winking at the fan. But he kind of has to. It's his just, No, he his doesn't. Body he, he could play good basketball, Chuck. But can he? Yeah. He can, can he physically play good yes. basketball? Yeah, you adapt your at game to to your physical capabilities. He has more ability than many players still in the NBA. Look what at I the Dallas Mavericks roster.
2: No, I get it. Like what? He
1: has more ability than almost all their players. What, what look,
2: am, yeah, and for instance, look at Darren Williams who's fallen apart. He had a huge game by playing intelligently. Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki no longer has that extra gear, and, and he's been great. By the way, Isaiah Thomas is a laughable, laughable pundit. He is saying that Dirk Nowitzki doing the same thing that Kobe's doing with no eyes on him, Dirk Nowitzki's having a historically he's Historic like he's like the, yeah he has
1: the best shooting outside of Steph now on
2: on defense sure he's been you know cartwheeled by CJ McCollum every other play
1: and that and know, the he, ma- and the Mavs are I believe eleven and eight like, right the Mavs are above five hundred mm-hmm. but to get back to Kobe
2: and it, I believe if if there was a biopic it'd probably be directed by Harmony Korine because <laughs> Kobe's out there humping trash. humping trash <laughs> absolutely because <laughs> I mean there are just <laughs> I mean, you yeah, can put silly. together a low light reel of Kobe plays this season that are unmatched, but, and that is my worst of the week.
1: Uh-huh. I, I, just to, so we don't have to come back to it anymore. Okay.
2: Yeah, I have one more
3: thing. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Just I, I want to say it's we often mention how these NBA players are like if you played pickup with them like Kobe has hit this point where these guys are stuck on a team with him, yeah. and maybe they've idolized him as a kid and maybe he is helping them behind the scenes and we don't know it, but what he's doing on the court has no resemblance to any form of like, it's killing Randall, decent winning yeah. basketball. And if, if, if like, if that was your pickup team, like you would quit, you, you yeah, would yeah. having a ball dominant guard who just doesn't pass and just shoots crazy shots. And then seems to not care about winning or losing. Like he doesn't yeah, care right. if he's winning these games. He's he's embraced we're going to lose a lot of games. I'm just going to enjoy my ride and out. Score a bunch of that points. That seems crazy. Every yeah.
2: Lakers player, as soon as they touch the ball, s- shoots it because they know it's the last time they're touching
1: It the also ball. reminds me secretly, uh, Isaiah Cannon is, is secretly that super player super too. Good. He's just he, a ball hog point guard he who never a, passes, and he's a, terrible. He shoots a sh-
3: uh, poop ton of... Uh, pull-up jumpers, uh, pull-up right. threes, and he actually shoots them pretty well. He's second to Seth Curry in pull-up threes. And that's
2: like, his game,
1: But yeah. that's it,
3: but I mean... He, but that's all he offers. That right. is. but uh, yeah, that's another guy that's like that. Um, Last thing on Kobe. Last thing on Kobe. And I think it's good for our NBA podcast to have a, a firm discussion on Kobe's legacy. Right.
2: But we may have to give it the old white side moratorium. It will,
3: will after be this. after this, but the thing with him is it's his last season. His body, I think, is just done. I don't think he's got anything left, but the thing with superstar athletes is the last person to realize that they're done is them. Sure. And he's obviously ego-driven and has pushed himself to, you know, greatness. And for him to realize it now with that self-indulging poem, I think shows some sort of humility. I'm I'm
1: curious what what he would be doing if the Lakers were in any situation where they had Had the talent, they had a coach, and yeah. and you know they were decent they were and that's, you know, that's, we'll
2: never know because we will never know because the way he's playing would sink right. almost any team well and the thing is is if we compare him back to dirk dirk
3: has a f- organization a coach a foundation and a roster that is built literally for him to be able to and, excel and succeed in, in that system and i don't think the lakers front office and Uh, Coaching staff has an idea of what to do with that
2: roster. Most importantly, Dirk lacks the unequalled hubris of Kobe. It's
3: it's ridiculous, and that would be if if anything, my biggest always all time worry with Kobe and an issue. In in in
1: in Dirk words on this conversation, shut it down. Let's go home. We're done.
3: Sorry, I love you, Kobe. Yeah,
1: yeah, Chuck. What is your what's your worst of week?
3: Uh, my worst of the week is Mario FN Chalmers um, doing How what Wonderful. Dare you? Yeah. My, what to you and For what? FN to me. Uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies were three and six prior to Mario Chalmers joining, now, since then, are six and one. in Rio. They were scoring 90 points a game and are now at 104. Uh, they were allowing Ooh. 100 a game and now are allowing 98. Uh, a shooting increase of 4% increase of uh, 6% I'm sorry and a 3 point shooting percentage increase of 7%. His so,
1: name is Reed. But they still they still have a minus 3 point differential for now and, but and they will gotta, have the entire season. I'm
2: just going to sing over Chuck stats from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so Mario Chalmers
3: how dare you just turn around a franchise in the way that you have.
2: Perfectly wonderful basketball player that you gave to us for for being nothing. <laughs> we gave you beans for him.
1: <laughs> Literal Be- beans, Pinos. and they didn't
2: even <laughs> grow ma- into a star But they're stop. magic beans. They are magic beans. So, uh, that, Mario those, Chalmers. Those beans will hit a seventeen footer like you never
3: saw, uh, and hit a hit on a waitress. Um, <laughs> good looking guy. No, so yeah, Mario Chalmers. Damn, dude. But it goes back to what we were talking about when we first mentioned Mario's Good Play a couple podcasts back. He, effectively, was you know, marginalized in his organization. And screamed at. Right. Much like I am on this podcast. So <laughs> uh, I just want you guys to know Shut if, up, if Chuck. I ever leave this podcast and go to another one, Pass I'll the be ball, the Chuck. Mario Chalmers of basketball podcast. Chuck,
1: Chuck will go to another podcast and make show it up, amazing. Show up sober and, and <laughs> prepared right. spouting He'll stats. Have notes. <laughs> <laughs> Although hey sh- shout shout out Chuck Anderson. Two weeks in a row brought stats. Stats, yeah. numbers, bitch. My uh, my worst of week is also about my precious Memphis Grizzlies. My worst of week is the upcoming regression of their free throw shooting.
2: Well, it has to after Mark goes 16 of 16. Yeah, Jeff Green went 40 in a row.
1: Jeff Green is currently has made, as of this Thursday afternoon, has made 40 free throws in a row. They currently lead the NBA shooting 84% from the line. That's what they do. That would be the best ever in NBA history. The next closest is the 85-86 Celtics, who shot 83.2%. Guess what? And you bring in
2: big bill. Yeah.
1: This Grizzlies team does not have historically great shooters. No. Uh, They currently, uh, as we said, Jeff green made 40 in a row. He's shooting 93%. Mark and Mike are both at 88%. Zebo was over 90 for a while. He's what is going on. He's at 86%. (laughs) Uh, Courtney Lee shooting 91%. Mario Chalmers is at 86%. That's about right for him. So I'm telling you, the backlash is going to come. They're going to start dropping some games, shooting 70%, 60%. Hey,
2: (laughs) I'll take it. I'll, tell you, I'll ride this wave.
1: It is, it is a wave, but you know this team is going to shoot like 78% for the year. There's, so it's going to be bounced balanced. Well, up and we're, going to, we're going to be dropping points. The
3: good news is Dwayne Wade LeBron style. Probably not shooting a lot of free throws a game. They don't. They're, they're not No, they're huge,
1: shooting a ton. Are they? Ever since, why don't you look up their free throw per attempts per game post-Chalmers? Really? Because Chalmers is shooting like five a
2: game. Well, one of the best things about the Grizzlies is like Jeff Green finding this role as a penetrator has been huge for us. When
1: they win, it's all about Jeff Green getting to the free throw line. There's right. a direct correlation. Something like in wins, he's averaging like eight a game, and in losses, it's one and a half or let, something.
2: Let me give you a, a, a better worst of the week than your worst for the week. Okay. Grizzlies games are unwatchable. Because it's just parades to the free throw line on both ends. Because we also foul everyone to death.
1: It's so lazy defending. That has, that has been the bad. We'll, we'll get more of that in our Grizzlies epilogue today.
2: I used to love watching Grizzlies games. They're my favorite team. But, I mean, like, when I have people over and I'm like, put on the game, I'm like, hey, Sorry. I'm going to put this on the small TV. And
1: again, we, we watched we watched that Grizzlies-Sixers <laughs> game that was like two hours, 40 minutes. Oh, my
2: gosh. There was,
1: was <laughs> like so 50, many charge calls. Like 56 turnovers.
2: One of the beauties of the NBA game is it's supposed to be about two hours and 15 minutes. Right. You're in and you're out. It's not like watching baseball. Uh-uh. It's not even like watching football. It's you know, comparable to soccer. It's something you can get in and out of and have mm-hmm. a good great time.
1: Theoretically. Grizzlies are making that very hard, very hard. All right, moving on. Our Waffle House presents the Scattered... Smothered, covered thoughts. I've got one, Chuck. This is for you. This is, uh, I don't know who this person is, at Darren W. Tweets that Tyler Johnson, who's having a good year, that's my aside, Uh, Tyler Johnson is shooting the same percentage on dunks as Steph Curry does on 29 plus footers.
2: Some Deion Waiters-type stats.
1: So uh, Tyler Johnson is 4 for 8 on dunk attempts this season, while Steph Curry is 8 for 16 on shots from 29 feet or more away. Hey, hey
2: Tyler, roll it in, brother. George Gervin, that shiz. That's funny.
1: That's a small sample size. Tyler, he's ha- having a good season. He's actually shooting. He's he's like the Heat's best shooter on uh, jump shots this season so That's far. It's
3: kind of weird. So on Reddit, user shubes17 uh, decided to do a wonderful thing for the NBA world He uh, decided After seeing Zach Lowe And others destroy The Houston Rockets Announcing team Over Twitter
1: Haralabob was on that too
3: Haralabob uh, yeah. A bunch of people So uh, He what? Why aren't people just muting? And listening to us on <laughs> So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah It's it's really good I I love watching the Knicks um, Oh yeah The Knicks uh, Broadcasting Mike Breen's amazing And uh, Clyde Uh Clyde is not Fraser. Yeah, Fraser. Uh, Clyde Drexler is the
1: well. Clyde Drexler is the problem on the Rockets, the,
3: the Houston Rockets. So there are two Clydes uh, calling that game, and one of them was really bad, and one was really good. So yeah, that Clyde is as Frazier about rules. Clyde Fraser is the best. Um, there's some really good, you know, things to pick out of here. This guy went through quarter by quarter. If you can uh, find it, well, so this
1: guy's just making fun of the Rockets podcast. Yeah,
3: yeah, we'll link it on our Twitter. It's pretty great. So here are some of the quotes. Um, and this is basically his uh. His breakdown basically in the first quarter, uh, too long didn't read was okay. Low was right, they're bad. Second quarter, wow, these guys love arguing calls. Third quarter, how are these men still employed? And by the fourth quarter, he thought Clyde Drexler should be stripped of his ring. So
1: well, he just <laughs> yelled. They just yell, and they're are some of the biggest homers of all the every call local announcers. Every
3: single call is the worst call ever, unless it goes for the Rockets. Give them the Kristaps story. Oh, this is a best. This is pretty, pretty great. This is a, a little snippet, but as the game begins, Drexler disputes Worrell's statement that uh, Chris Stops is actually seven foot three. When it's uh, uh, confirmed by Worrell, Drexler acts unimpressed and states, Well, Samson was seven four.
2: <laughs> Bringing it back. It's amazing that the Rockets can go from Calvin Murphy, one of the worst, uh, also uh, fathered 14 children by nine different women. Um, to Clyde Drexler, who you would seem would, you know, seemed affable, intelligent. Turns out, nah, just another guy.
1: Yeah. I-, I wonder, but I wonder if he's beloved by, is he beloved as an announcer from Rockets fans? Like, do they enjoy it? I, I don't get it. I just see the chatter on, you know, like people talking on Twitter about disliking it. Speaking of a homer who has, has reached the level of just everyone kind of enjoys, Tommy Heinsohn. Oh, yeah. I tweeted it this week I w- when the Celtics were playing the Sixers. Tommy Heinsohn says, he's like, now Okafor and Towns, that was the big question, who to take. And I don't think there's any question. And now I haven't seen Towns play, <laughs> but Okafor is the rookie of the year. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's some perfect, <clears throat> that, that was an even non, non-home oh, bias. Tommy. That was just a, him, him yelling out, this guy's amazing. He's clearly the best. <laughs> I haven't seen the other guy. That, that, that really
2: cracked me up. He'll get to him. Between between uh, sniffers of brandy,
1: <laughs> I'm a. You guys want to talk about the Washington Wizards? How worried should we be? I mean, I'm worried about Randy Whitman. What 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 are you worried about? That he's going to lose his job? He's going to lose his job despite that playoff road record. I I like Randy.
2: <laughs> I, well, you have a you have a connection with Randy that we don't share.
1: Well, when he was a but Randy Whitman's a poor coach. Overhearing him at Vegas summer league, like yeah. being yelling. Gruff but playfully, right. where are my hustle stats? Yeah, right. that cracked me up. I was like, I like this man. This well, man seems to be a good guy.
2: Perhaps it's bad for the wizards now, but wizards long term, good thing
1: could be good. They're get, they're getting booed.
2: Yeah, booing the wizards. Hey, I, I mean, they're finally using Jared Dudley, which is I think will help. They'll, they'll be able to do the same thing they did with Paul Pierce last year, which I think will help.
1: Right. But I mean, he's a bad coach. But the, but the Road player, playoff
2: record be damned.
1: The Gortat Nene. Chris Humphreys stretch four. The Chris Humphrey stretch Gooden. four
2: thing is a p- absurd. It's, it's patently it's, absurd. His one skill is being around the basket and getting rebounds, and they're pulling him away from
1: that. It is, it is struggling.
3: Randy Whitman
2: he has it, a skill of marrying awful women, too. R- Randy Whitman is that guy who, like, it doesn't matter what toy you give him. You give him a Barbie doll, he's going to make it a G.I. Joe.
0: He doesn't mm-hmm. care.
2: <laughs> like, he's not going to, he's not, he doesn't discern the skills or whether there's a, you know, whether it has you know fully adjustable parts or whether there's a rubber band that holds it together, or if it's you know just a creepy angel with no with no private parts, he's going to use it however he f- sees fit and, that, and mash like, up the genitals after it too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: going back to Steph Curry's historic Warriors currently sitting at twenty and zero, killer. Uh, Adam Fromall on Twitter points out that Steph Curry's current offensive box plus minus is 13.4 and the best ever offensive box plus minus is Michael Jordan's 87-88 season which is in a embarrassingly low 9.82. Jeez. So the difference between Steph and Michael Jordan right now is the same difference between Michael Jordan and then the 75th next player.
2: Michael well, Jordan would have to play another game. Can we see that? To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> effectively. Can we see that box plus minus just for the twenty-eight point quarter second half at least?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, right. Can we see right. that? Just, and this is what <laughs> I,
2: eleven billion. billion.
1: What is it? What is the count on Steph like twenty-five point quarters already this season? I don't know. I feel like there is like four maybe. Yeah, A
2: few of them. Wow.
1: He's just, just un, looking
3: unstoppable.
1: Unstoppable. Do we have? When will the Warriors lose? Will they lose?
3: That is a very, they very, very. They play Utah big, again
2: soon. Utah,
3: but Gobert's Gobert's game. looking
2: kind of. Uh, is he gimpy?
3: Yeah, he's got an ACL sprain. Oh, well, so there
1: goes that. So yeah. they're playing. No team has ever gone. Well, I mean, also no team's ever gone twenty and zero. Right. No team's ever go, gone seven and zero on a seven-game road trip. Yeah, which got one which coming. they're on currently. On, uh, they played the Raptors. They play the Nets.
2: Raptors are frisky. Almost, they almost off the, the Nets. It's not happening again. The Pacers, Pacers are playing at great. Celtics. Uh, Pacers might be a good one. I like the at Celtics for the
3: fact that it's a, a daytime game. Marcus which, Smart, Marcus Smart's still out. It's a daytime four thirty game, which puts them to play basketball on the West Coast at like eleven in the morning, and NBA players don't wake up early. So, so what you're saying? I, to I, me I do is like I your t-
2: bet on the Celtics, but I'm not going to bet on them to win. Mm, they'll cover. The Celtics look rough without Marcus Smart. By the way. Yeah, they've not they
1: are, been. The Celtics are. Uh,
2: it's been a free trick fall. or treat. Yeah,
1: they are Jekyll and Hyde, not knowing what's going on with that team. There's a lot of teams like that. It's just the, I guess it's the parody. Some of it's the back and forth. Um, they play the Cavs on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That is one, two, three, viewing.
3: four, five. We should rabble that.
1: That is rabble a that yeah yeah on we, on Christmas we, Day. Yeah, we we'll we'll should get. Together. get to, let's get together on Christmas Day. My Christmas present oh, is yeah, not seeing Christmas
3: you guys. Okay. <laughs> I have a kid and stuff. My bad. I <laughs> should spend it with him.
1: So the yeah, so we're eight games away from. A, can we have a twenty-eight? No, Warriors. We would all like our families would hate us at thirty because we're like, shut up! I'm watching this. Shut up, shut up! I'm watching this.
2: Oh well, that's just a that's,
1: that's just, just that's just modus operandi. That's right. his life. <laughs>
2: Mom, <laughs> do not walk in front of that TV again. I will punch you in the butt. I will throw you across the room.
1: So being being hidden in the Warriors' great start is. One Lebron James playing really well, even though the Cavs are kind of mediocre. He's he's doing his Lebron things right. as he will. Also, the Spurs are playing slow down. They have one of the slowest paces in the league. I I That's Kyle Anderson, Anderson <laughs> yeah. glacially paced, too sweeping. Uh, but their defense right now. Their defense rating is historically good. It also you have to go back decades to find teams that would finish the season with their teams' rating currently is.
2: Not to call back to the Warriors, but they're the, Chuck was telling me they're the team, the Spurs have the second largest margin of victory, Yeah, and it's quite a gap.
1: Well, they're on pace. That, the, I, think, I think they have like a 9.8 right. margin of victory, which is Amazing. gigantic, which yeah, is huge, huge but which is almost what the, the Warriors did last year. But it ain't yeah. what the Warriors are doing they, this they're year. They're close
3: to 17 this year.
1: It ain't what the Warriors are doing. Insanity. Is the barring injury, is this... Championship a foregone conclusion. I mean, Harrison Barnes Ugh. has missed some games, <laughs> and it, nothing. It, it ain't matter. Well, I mean, geez, they've got
2: Thompson sitting there doing nothing, and when he comes he in, he finally that's a up. double double guy.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, Jason
1: Thompson, Jason yeah. Thompson. Yeah, I I'm, didn't uh, Clay. forgive me for thinking yeah. of Clay when you yeah. mentioned Thompson on the Warriors. Oh, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like
3: two very talented Thompsons. One you can forget about because he is doesn't a get deep minutes. Team it's super deep. The the situation. I think how long is Steph on this contract? Three more years.
1: I don't even. know. I would say probably two more years. Yeah. So I'm off the
3: top
2: of my head, I, guess. I don't
3: think you can mess this up short of the next few
2: years. of uh, I mean, injury, and that contract really is what makes the world go round yeah. right now. I mean, it's like the Russell Wilson contract in Seattle. Although
1: yeah. they wouldn't. That that I felt that way last year because they were. I, I'm feeling right now that Joe Lacob is just rolling in so much glee and money that he would mm-hmm. be able to.
3: No, take us. Uh, he yeah, he uh, would go way over. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, the uh, luxury tax hits, and it won't and it won't matter for the next couple of years. Also, I mean Belmont's own Ian Clark killing it. His his effective field goal percentage is unbelievably good. It's just it's mm-hmm. weird. It's well, that's you don't the want other to call thing. them a system, but it's like well, you put how about this?
3: Like we kind of like poo pooed Luke Walton. As a non-NBA a coach. Coach of
1: the month. Coach of the no month. wins. Didn't
3: win a game, but is coach of the month. And whatever we want to say about him and laugh about how he doesn't have a win under his belt as a coach, he's going to get paid. Somebody's going to pay him because of this.
1: L.A. Lakers.
3: Yeah. He's going to be. Your new coach. Yeah. He's the guy
2: that they're taking down. I don't know what
3: road I mean, it how,
1: is. How is he not their next coach? How is he not their coach now?
2: Because he might be following like Phil Lesh and friends around the country. Here's, here's, yeah. he, no, no. <laughs>
1: Fish food. Here's here's because of Porzingis, Derek Fisher might not get fired.
2: Yeah. Here's well, the thing. I think Derek Fisher looks f- totally confident.
1: Warriors trade Luke Walton
3: for Derek Fisher
1: <laughs> for 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 two first round picks. Jim Bus pays two first round picks to get Luke Walton to coach the Lakers.
2: I, oh, I thought you won a three
3: team. Lakers trade.
1: nation
2: dies on that day. <laughs> That's as bad as when they canceled the Chris Paul trade. That's how that's how crippling hey, that would hey,
1: be. He, here's here's something to cheer up Lakers fans. Not only did they beat the Wizards, uh Kobe Bryant actually uh doesn't have the worst E, e field goal percentage. No that way.
2: Effective the, field goal percentage for the layman. Emmanuel Moudier and Derrick Rose, both worse. Dude, Mudiay has it. been on a streak of horrific
1: Moutier plays. is doing very poorly. We mentioned last week uh, the, one of the worst real plus minuses. But uh, right now, the Emmanuel Mudiay, Derrick Rose, Kobe Bryant, all from this season, all have the three worst E field goal percentages for anyone averaging 10 shots per game wow. in NBA history. When that's, that's, uh, gets that's hot, thanks to Jacob Rosen on Twitter, and of course Basketball Reference, our friend.
2: When Moutier gets hot, it's like very strange because he'll hit like three threes in a row, and you're like, "This is this seems impossible."
1: He is historically they're just. Hands off, laissez faire. Do whatever you want. They're letting he, him work it out. He's he's it's it's Peyton Manning in his first season at the Colts. Right. So this
2: John I, Elway his first season with the Broncos. Troy Aikman was first season <laughs> at the Cowboys. It's all of those things, all of those and things. I think it's the right way to do it.
1: All right. So this takes us to the awards segment of the evening.
2: I shop it. The, I know, CJ McCollum better make an appearance.
1: The International Stack House of Pancakes. Okay, guys. I gotta. I need to go in a little little sidebar introspective moment a little introspective so the international stockhouse of pancakes award this week mm-hmm. was difficult it was <laughs> it was a chore yeah here's the thing doing this podcast is fun right it takes a little bit of work takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. but it's enjoyable we're, you know we're not we're not generating revenue outside of very a, true outside of a random nba uh, store gift card we'll be receiving shout out
3: uh, we it costs us money poor, all the beer we drink. Porzingis yeah, yeah. sixty
1: nine. So so here's the thing. Oh yeah, that that, that 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 is a reference. John just made. So so we want We want a gift card to the NBA store. I think because uh, of the rabble's thanks. Ra- yeah, thanks, thanks rabble. So, so I think uh, we just need to get a couple of custom. Porzingis jerseys. That's it. Can a, a we get grizzly- three of them for? Uh, no, we can't. It's nah. like, we can only afford two. So I was asking John. I won't wear them in public. So I think what, it's up to you guys. What what do you, <laughs> what do you think the percentage of a hundred dollar game replica customized jerseys are done as jokes? And he said one percent. I think it's higher. I think it's higher than one percent. No way. I think 5%. there's rich people out there who are just like, Oh yeah, I, I want this give. to say something silly. Yeah. So I think sure. I'm gonna get a Grizzlies Porzingis jersey because I 69. wouldn't spend my own money on it.
2: Yeah, 69 Porzingis Grizzlies. Anyway,
1: I i got I got out of control a little on the, the sidebar there. But anyway, so this podcast is fun, but right. I'll tell you what was a lot of work. Deciding. Picking out the terrible shooters of the last nine days that we took <laughs> off at of Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's the trip to fan hangover yeah. among the NBA players. Or the Kobe Memorial Tour. I, I, it could also be that Kobe, on the night we posted our last podcast... Clearly won yes. the iShop. Clearly. Like, oh, my
3: everyone God. Everyone
1: is texting and tweeting at us like, well, we know who the iShop winner is. Yeah, right. And I'm like, great. Down? So we'll just shut it down. Mm, so yeah, then over yeah. the next nine days, <laughs> the entire, this cavalcade of crap NBA guys said, oh, well, I got something to shoot for. If Kobe can do Kobe it. Kobe set the bar at one for 14. Let me see what I can get away with.
2: What did we get after?
1: So here's the thing.
2: Keith is so excited. I am. It was was, the extra two days really did it. (laughs) The extra two days did it. So,
1: so here's, here's what we're going to do. Kobe, you won. You did one for 14 in four points and it was an abomination for anyone who watches basketball, but to our other people and I can't even, we're not doing full lines. I'm just reading some things. Yeah. Uh, But we are going to pick another winner. Going to double down. We're going to double down. So someone else is going to win because these were abysmal dame lillard four for 22 you got 19 points You're not even considered uh frequent nominee Contavius caldwell pope kinsane clown Sane. posse finally back two for 15 kinsane in the pray. Two for 15 six points in a victory jack him em up emmanuel Mudiay. every other game two for 13 what do you even <laughs> do solid what do you even do
2: he needs to just dunk
3: it derrick
1: rose what are you doing Three for 17.
3: Uh, shooting Terry Crows' last eight games, three for 13, six of 14, four for 14, nine of 18, seven for 20, four for six, five for seven, and three of
2: 17 Kimba, last Kimball MVP.
1: Kimball Walker, I apologize to you. Two for 16. <laughs> Regression towards C. that CJ McCollum has requested yep. four for 21. He didn't make the, the real list? Al Farouk. This, sorry, this is the list. Okay. This, okay. Is,
2: this is the unbelievable list. Because I watched McCollum.
1: S- Al Farouk Aminu teammate yeah you got up 15 shots and made three isn't that mccullum lillard isn't that from the same game oh i didn't even i told you this is too yeah, much too work much john work. this is too I much work. That's the game
2: where they shot the mavericks back into it and lost in overtime Co- and darren williams scored 30 kobe
1: Bryant against the sixers i wrote a letter to everyone in the world four for 20 <laughs> reggie jackson also four for 20 smoke him if you got him john wall six for 25 oh dear and then rudy gay
2: that's the rudy i miss
1: one for 13 rudy two I points remember. So through all that, through all that, the worsts have to be KCP two for fifteen, Kimba Walker two for sixteen, Rudy Gay one for thirteen. What are you guys feeling? I don't know. I just we've threw get, so many things. We've like already you. given
2: it to
3: Kobe.
1: Kobe, Kobe, you won and for one more He's probably
3: going to have a couple more this season.
1: And I, I, I think th- it's Kimba. So Kim, I think let's throw out KCP because they because they did win. Yeah, Kimba, two for sixteen. Rudy Gay one for thirteen. Four points or two points. I think it's Kimba. You say Kimba. What do you say, Chuck? I'm gonna say Rudy. I'm gonna let Chuck you break it. Rudy or Kimba?
2: <sighs> He's the point guard. Quit shooting. Distribute. If, Ooh, pregnant pause. If it helps, I Rudy think...
1: Gay had the much worse basketball reference game score. Really? That, n-
2: that may be
3: the tiebreaker? He then. did
1: nothing.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> <clears throat> I think I'll go with uh, I think I'll go with Rudy Gay. I,
1: I just. He earned it, and he. Has, I don't think we've. Although the him Kings, on. we we he's don't been men- playing well. We haven't mentioned the Kings. George Collins. secretly decent. Every every team is. I'm following that soap opera. There are closely. there are 22 NBA teams within striking distance of 500. Right.
2: Either way, Ray John Rondo, glue guy, is blowing my
1: John Rondo is actually he's assisting well, Leader. and he has. All of his teammates' field goal percentage off of assists is way higher. He's raining almost, he's he's was, in boogie. He he was, was, so anyway, He was
3: asked about his uh, kind of personality, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and his response was, not everyone can beat Tim Duncan.
1: Oh, <laughs> which is pretty great. You know? I also thought saw a thing that Tim Cato, a uh, Mavs reporter, was tweeting about how uh, a random time that Rick Carlisle was real upset last year where he came to the facility, American Airlines facility, and someone had parked in his spot. It was Rondo.
2: That's glorious.
1: That is glorious. All right. So, Rudy Gay, you are also a winner along with Kobe Bryant of the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award this week. Okay, gentlemen, before our Grizzlies epilogue, let's close the show with our par fadeaway.
2: Just going to keep watching Warriors
3: games. What are
1: we looking forward to? Yes. Are are the Warriors going to lose? I saw a
3: really good uh, Christoph's Porzingis nickname.
1: What is
3: it? Zingis Khan.
1: Zingis Khan is pretty good. It's pretty good. Pores blocker. Come on, the pores I blocker. I know you're. I know you with kidding. that. I know uh, you with that's that. That's terrible.
3: <laughs> okay, it is. I, I, I know. Zingis Khan
2: is my favorite one so far.
3: Zyngus that's Khan. my favorite too. There's
2: there's one that involves Latvia that I thought was really cool, but Zingis Khan just erased it from me. Yeah.
1: You. I, I, I listened to a 17 hour podcast about uh, the cons.
2: <laughs> Did you shout out
1: hardcore history?
3: Oh yeah, that is pretty good.
1: But uh, it was I, I retained nothing.
3: Stuff you missed in history <laughs> class is another good non NBA podcast.
2: Just watch the Alec Baldwin film The Shadow, and you'll learn everything you need <laughs> to know about
3: King it. Khan. Yeah, seven years in Tibet gives that's you a, a good insight. shot. I
1: remember th- that that movie sticks out in my mind as being one of the first movies that I was excited to see when I was like thirteen. And you were let down, and was just mind blown. Uh, How I like, awful! I that think is. that was terrible. Yeah, that's I don't know this movies,
2: feeling, but I feel like that was bad. That's mm-hmm. like uh, Starship Troopers, where you go back as an adult and you go, oh. that's a satire
1: yeah that was a satire no i definitely (laughs) i could talk forever about starship no no but you want to do a
2: starship trooper podcast because i can't
1: i'm a highland
3: monster oh no that explains a lot (laughs) do you
1: do you feel do you feel like in starship troopers was the casting on purpose to be part of the satire like,
3: like that really like Casper like Van Dien yeah, very, and Denise
1: Richards like like they chose the most vapid and idiotic white protagonists it's pretty, on purpose. It's almost um, well, they needed beautiful people. Like like how much was Verhoeven in Verhoeven on, wanted to cast actual eighteen year olds? Okay, yeah, and they wouldn't
2: let him. So I, so I don't think that was so. Part the
1: so, it, so part of part of me wanted to, like College Keith, who was really into film and wanted to write about like like yeah. it was like I wanted to write like an article like the casting. Is part of the satire. Like yeah. he chose the worst actors. to get yeah. And well, and it were I tricked. Have
2: to, I have to disagree because Clancy Brown. Well, no, 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 the ne- support the supporting adults are good. Neil Very Patrick good. Harris was pretty decent in it. Shut up.
3: All right. Shut up.
1: <laughs>
2: we will. We will have.
1: Listen. We will have a Starship Troopers uh, podcast, podcast. at some point. That's that's something to look forward to. I will say my one thing to look forward to, in closing, my boy Tony Roten. Oh. He's is coming back. supposedly going to come back and play this Saturday. Saturday. Oh no! <laughs> I love me some Tony <laughs> oh, Rota. No. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Grizzlies fans, stick around for the Memphis Grizzlies epilogue, where we talk more in depth about them. And Chuck makes fun of us. Uh, if you can follow us on Twitter at FastBreakBreak, Break. write us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. It's been a couple weeks without a review. I'm just calling out our listeners. Uh, come on. Come on, people. Step it up. Steal your relatives' phones. Yeah. So you guys. Are the best. Have a good one. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. All right, Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies epilogue. You're going to need a bigger boat. Margus, Gasol,
2: 38 points. 16 of 16 from the stripe. It's all Chalmers.
1: Let's talk about who he did it against. Oh, against the, uh, what do you mean? Anthony Davis. Yeah, against Anthony, da- Anthony Davis. Against Anthony Davis. Humbled him. So, made
2: him humble. Put him in the camel clutch. Broke his back.
1: And made him humble. The Pelicans had typically, they've owned they own the Grizzlies. They've owned the Grizzlies of recent I, I, years. This was a historic
2: bad gambling night where I went 0 for 4. And I had a buddy ask me, uh about gambling and i also told him i don't bet on grizzlies games usually except for <laughs> the, the odd sixers games where they're double double digit favorites but i don't usually bet on grizzlies games so i was like just so you know historically pelicans own grizzlies and it looked like they were going to own us for a while because oh, both yeah. teams shot the, really well the,
1: the start of the game was it was ugly they were they were getting owned
2: yeah both teams shot really well a lot of points were scored and then it went to that free throw battle and we won it but, but mark was unstoppable Unstoppable.
1: Right. He he really took I mean and it's good because in the Sixers game, which was kind of you know an oversight from the team, which is how they do, mm-hmm. the they did not ever go to him. They didn't go they kept going away from Mark and yeah. trying other things. So it was very encouraging to see them go straight to Gasol and he was just being aggressive, getting fouled. And again, that's sixteen for sixteen from the line. Well,
2: he's paid a lot of lip service to how he, the the stretch of games where he's been, you know, eight points, eleven points, et cetera, et cetera has kind of hurt his feelings and he needs to change his mindset. And I think we saw that because he was ready to put him up.
1: So also, so it's been, it's been nine days since we met um, all the way back. The, the Grizzlies have been very encouraging. They've, they took care of business comfortably against the Mavericks. And also we got to say Mike Conley is, is back Yeah, from whatever horrible starting was happening. Terrible, just struggling. He's playing well. Uh, then they took care of business against the Rockets as well. They, they lost to a Hawks team that's playing pretty well. Yeah. And that was the discouraging game. I'm curious what the take is. I think on all these games, we're still... Well, the West can't beat the East this year, so I'm not going to chalk that one up. Yeah, <laughs> the, the East is far superior or at least has a winning record against the West so, so like far. They're like six games over. I'm still curious. This is still trying to figure out the lineup. Because the, I still think the starting lineup, the Jeff Green at the three with Zebo and Mark and Tony and Mike has been bad. It's yes. flat bad. It's 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 rating is its net rating is terrible. There's no shooting. It's one of the it's one of the worst no lineups they put out. There's no space. There's no shooting. But it's still we see so much of it, and we're still getting weird bouts of Vince Carter, which I don't think should be in the real, there's regular regular too Much
2: Vince, just way too much Vince. It is just a struggle. I want to see more Jermichael Green, more Barnes. I don't want to see. I'd like to see almost no Vince. Vince had some hysterical moments in that Pelicans game. That's way. what I'm saying.
1: Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the no Vince. He also yeah. had that laziness on the Sixers game. Robert Covington just stealing the ball from oh, him, and he
2: just got angry and poutily fouled him
1: <laughs> r- r- repeatedly. Um, Matt Barnes has been a revelation. He's like Mario Chalmers, like the Grizzlies. The things that are outside of our best players playing well, right? Which is you know obvious and yeah. almost goes without saying. Outside of Mike and Mark playing well the catalysts have been Mario Chalmers and Matt Barnes. Absolutely. Which is amazing. Like, if you told uh, 30, 36-year-old Keith that uh, the catalyst would be, wait, am I 36? I can't remember.
2: That's when you know you're old. Six, six months six
1: six months ago, if you told me Chalmers and Matt Barnes would be the catalyst for a Grizzlies winning streak, it would have been hard to That's funny fathom.
2: It, you're, the, both of those players fit your mold of player so well, though, and well, they, they do. appear to suck. But they do not suck,
1: right? Well, so that, that <laughs> is that is true, and it's like it just surprises me that one that you know they're flourishing on our team and that we got them, right? Type of situation that that's wrapped in there. Um, and I think I still think they have to. I don't know if it ruins it if you put Matt Barnes in the starting lineup, but when he started when Zebo was out, and then we just had more Jamichael Green on the bench. I'm telling. That seemed you, excellent.
2: I'm telling you. This team is ready to play without Zebo and that was something I wasn't ready to say.
1: And I don't last year. I think you're right. I think they are ready for Zebo. The game he was out, that was the the Marcus Saul triple double cuz there yep. all that space to pass. All mm-hmm. these guys cutting room for Jeff Green the to cut. The lineups
2: where where, where Zebo's not in with Mark are are some of the best lineups we have. Right. Cuz we have spacing and we look like a basketball team. When Zebo's back in, we go back to black hole foul shot nightmare world. And, which we can still win that way, but it's nice to see it with and I you know, Zebo's one of my favorite players, only jersey I own. Right. But I'm just saying this this season has prepared me for life after Zebo, and that's the biggest takeaway it I've has, I,
1: there's gotta be some way that Jaeger because he's still he's probably our best I don't know, he he's important in a lot of lineups, especially alongside Gasol, as long as you have the shooting around him. I'm curious, like can we put Courtney Lee Chalmers you know, Conley with Zebo and Mark does that work?
3: Probably not. I think your best bet. There's two things I think the the Grizzlies should do: treat Zebo as a Marcus All backup and not have him on the court. They've been doing some of that. And yep. second, um, trade Mario Chalmers for Steph Curry right now because I think you can do it because he's that. Well,
1: here, here's here's the thing. Here's the uh, Heat fan Chuck. I have yeah. seen people, uh, some some Miami Heat writers, being like. You know, you know who should trade Dragic, Dragic for? <laughs> Mario Chalmers. Chalmers. <laughs> Zoran Dragic for Mario Chalmers uh, I mean, would be great for our <laughs> Heat team. <laughs> At this <laughs> point, yeah. But, the uh, fact that we
3: gave him that stupid extension and he's playing like a dog's butt. Um, it's because but his, yeah.
1: his family would to Miami. Bad. That's it. So I think the problem, the problem with Zebo being that Gasol backup is you saw in some of that first half of the Pelicans game literally no rim protection. Yeah, as in the Pelicans just took it to the rim and knew they could shoot a layup with impunity. They knew nothing would happen. Like yeah. there's no way to get stopped. But so you it, don't, it's,
2: but you don't have to do it for long stretches. You don't. Yeah,
1: and that's where I don't know if Brandon Wright is well. If he's ever going to play again, but I saw Jamichael Green. What's the
2: deal? What's the deal?
1: Sore knees, man. What? Uh, you, you, I'll tell you what the deal is. You don't need him. Chuck, fire up the conspiracy.
2: What you got? Bum-bum.
1: Rick Carlisle selling us some bad. Yeah, he's selling us Bad some lemons. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 keep getting these guys. We got Spurs. We got Spurs. Man, our our biggest off acquisitions two years in a row have been broken Dallas Mavericks players who yeah. can't run exactly. Uh, like oh, it's like like we spend the whole off season getting ourselves all worked up over these guys and how they're going to make the Grizzlies good. And then they show up to the team, and it turns out they're broken.
2: That's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore, and I I now have to hate the Mavs even more.
1: That's right. So the Grizzlies, again, we, we told you, Like it is funny that because of their horrible point differential from those big blowouts, they're still projected like like all these all these advanced statistics models have them projected to only win nine more games this season. You know, like it's, it's (laughs) funny stuff like that, but they are, they're over 500. They look one of the most stable teams where everyone is fluctuating wildly in the West. And if they can actually start playing well, like actually turn, like play some defense, stop fouling everybody all the time, (laughs) maybe get a little rim protection that they'll start. And you know, and you see, um, this team goes, Tony Allen can come back. I don't know. I don't know. He might be gone. Yeah. So sad.
2: But this team, like it's definitely Mark's team now. And it goes as he goes. He, I think he's even superseded Conley at this point, which I would have said for the, last year, it was Conley's team.
1: He really, he was so good.
2: And, but this year, I think it's thus far. It's definitely been Mark's team. It goes as he goes. And uh, we just need more shark attacks.
1: Need more shark attacks. All right. So you guys, that's our Grizzlies epilogue. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Chuck. All will see every season. I mean, every episode this year, Chuck's recommitted. He has recommitted. Last year, Chuck had places to go. He had mar- had an, I had wait- ex-
3: waitresses to tip. I had an ex-wife at yeah, this point mar- in last season, so yeah, he had, I had a wife. He had, Yeah, he had marital things. Yeah, yep. she was like, you have to be home now. Now I'm just like, I'm going to go watch a Preds game and get wasted at 5.30. Like,
2: you're like a kite in a hurricane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Spectre jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care and have a good one. Arrive safely.